Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Wise Choice, an official Wise Music podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Adam. And I'm Paula and we're the Daydream Club. And we've got an epic episode Honestly, for you today. We've just been like dancing around I know, I'm already in out the of room. Breath. <laughs> I know, we had to have a minute to catch our breath because we have been doing like some proper cheesy 80s dancing. I only put the first track on just to get in the feel of it and then we ended up listening to the whole thing and having a bit of a boogie. So oh, that's kind of good. what you're in store for today. Yeah. Um, so we're delving into kind of 80s soul legends, R&B, and uh, just some real, uh, just great tracks. Mm. They just make you make you feel good, make you smile. Yeah, and there's certain moves as well that you have to do to it as well, which like, <laughs> makes it even more fun. It's over time. So kicking off with Shaka Khan. Ah, Shaka Khan. <laughs> oh. yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, the first track we're going to play in a mo is What You Gonna Do For Me, released in 1981. Um, and all these ones we're kind of focusing on are from the 80s. Yeah. Um, what, here's a, a fact straight out of the gate, which I didn't know. She was born Yvette Marie Stevens. Ah. Well, it's she not quite the, got the same ring as Shaka Khan, has it? Yeah, Yvette. <laughs> Yvette Marie, Yvette Marie. Yvette. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite as easy, is it? No, um, it doesn't quite work. No. Um, but anyway, so she changed the name when she joined the Black Panther Party, working with the organization's free breakfast program for children. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, that's cool, cool. isn't it? I didn't yeah. know that. I realised that when I started looking into adding her tracks, oh, yeah, you know of Shaka Khan, but do you know like how she got started? Or? No. I it's no literally clue. just you know these songs she that just are existed. legendary yeah, that's like it. they're massive that's interesting yeah so um, I had a little look and she got her start in a soul funk group called Rufus mm, that's a um, good name, in the early 1970s with tracks like Tell Me Something Good mm, do you know that one? I don't know uh, on, I, I want to sing it but I don't know what the copyright issues are on that I didn't find that one in the catalogue. Cat okay, so we'll maybe look at... Look but it's that a good tune. Later. And uh, I was listening to it, I was thinking, oh man, this sounds know, just like I a Stevie it? Wonder track. You would might know, know him. Okay, okay. Um, it's not it's not popping in, into my head like straight away, but... Well, it's got so many Stevieisms. Stevieisms. So, yeah. Stevieisms. We've done this before I know with we have. Stevie. Yeah. And you can hear his mark on stuff. Yeah. And anyway, I looked into it and it's written by Stevie Wonder. Well, there you it go just, then. It goes to show like, what? wow, he has such a sound. Oh, that's very cool. I was, yeah. I was listening to it thinking, oh, this could have been a Stevie Wonder track. And, yeah, and boom, there it is. It is. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> great tune. Um, and uh, it's just got Shaka Khan all over it. Um, or, or Yvette Marie. Yeah, that's it. I think she was going by Shaka by that point. Uh, she went solo in the late 70s, but she'd kind of been juggling, working as part of Rufus and building up her solo career. Yeah. Um, and then eventually went completely solo but uh yeah, it's very cool it's pretty cool how Ru old was Rufus she when she got started out. then oh now you put me on the spot we'll look into that then we'll look into that one when uh we're playing it <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on come i didn't want to have six, too but... much information because i really just wanted to enjoy the tunes today True. no um, data dumps yeah i mean there probably will be there probably will i've, I've done some research yeah. and there's a little connection with this track what you're going to do for me um which we'll play in a minute. Okay. So let's let's just play that track and get get your day going, get you dancing like we were, and yeah. uh, get you in get the you same vibe that we're on, <laughs> so that we're all out of breath and happy. Yeah. So this is what you're gonna do for me by Shaka Khan.
Oh, that's amazing. That's so good. Are you all sufficiently out of breath for dancing? Oh, We're probably out of breath again now. Yeah, we are. That run at the end. <laughs> it only comes once, but I could just listen to the whole song for that little bit. Oh, Very cool. cool. I'm just wailing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wailing too loud to hear the nice run. I mean, I love the uh, little syncopated uh, bass and kick drums. Like, but, 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 it is. In the chorus. It's such like a style, isn't it? It's such a, of an era. Definitely. And I think we've spoke about this before in a previous episode, which was all about disco. Mm. If you're not listening to it, you should go back. Can't remember what number it is, but look for <laughs> disco. disco, Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah. It was a good episode. Um, and we mentioned about how Earth, Wind & Fire started to evolve as they moved into the 80s from yeah. disco and organic sounds to embracing the electronic of the 80s. Yeah. And you can hear, like, there's through this whole episode, actually, there's a lot of that, that synth bass coming in. Mm. Dirty, dirty, fat synth bass. <laughs> and, and it's kind of, it, it really became a part of the sound of 80s R&B and soul. Yeah. Oh, um, it's just so good. Add that with the drum machines and everything else and synths. You yeah. know, it's just a great sound, great sound. So um, this song was actually written by Ned Doherty and Hamish Stewart of the Average White Band. What? Which I've heard, you've heard of them, yeah. I've heard of the Average White Band. Um, and they had recorded the song a year earlier and released it on their LP, L, um, a Shine. Hmm. Um and the average white band, what I didn't know is that they are a Scottish funk and R&B band. You'd never get it from the names Ned and Hamish though, would you? You wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. Well, maybe, yeah. But listen <laughs> to the music. Did you think I was being, I was being sarcastic? Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, I suppose the names give it thinking, away I was thinking, well, when you said that it was written by Ned, someone and Hamish, I was thinking, I'm not sure. I didn't recognise the names. Obviously, no, average white band. But yeah, didn't know the average white band was Scottish then. So just the term Scottish, Scottish funk. funk as well but doesn't, they, I, doesn't sound quite right. Scottish but they're really good at it. But yeah. it sounded it sounds such an American sound to me. Yeah, that um, is amazing. Yeah, so they formed in 1972, and and they did the original track. So that's like she's that's actually covering it. That's like the same kind of time that uh, Shaka Khan got going. I think it was 1973, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. What yeah, she's about 19 or 20. 19 or 20, right? Okay. So this song that we just listened to, what you're going to do for me? Uh, that was like she'd have been 27 or 28 ish. Okay. Pretty cool. And it, again, it's that ev evolution of you know the average white band. You know, it's kind of organic sounding disco funk. Yeah. Yeah, and she's yeah, used moving. that and brought it into the eighties. I was going to say moving from the seventies <clears> to the eighties. It is. It's just that that uh, little episode shift. we did as well. Yeah, yeah, it, really it is. Um, so let's listen to a bit of a snippet of the average white band, the original. Trying hard to defend 
yeah so that's quite a like true cover then isn't it the chaka khan one just with a different flavor because you've got her voice it is yeah top. i mean even those little parts that i've picked out with the syncopated kick and yeah. bass in the chorus it's all there all yeah. there and the, even the snare drum at the start you know it's there it's just she's modernized it yeah. to, to the 80s oh, it's um, a good song though but yeah at the heart of it it's a great tune and then she adds her it's got more of a biting yeah. vocal which i think really suits it and yeah gives it a i bit think more it's energy. really good it's it it's just suits, quite smooth mm. but which suited the era you know that was it was a time yeah but the time. 80s was more in your face and vibrant yeah and i think she's captured that so moving on we're now going to look at uh, eye to eye by shaka khan released in 1984 um from the album i feel for you which we have on vinyl <laughs> we, we found it in a a market somewhere in Loughborough, I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? Open air market. I mean, that is it's such, a great market. Such well, that's yeah, such a good market, but it's also really good. Great, great <laughs> vinyl market. Yeah, like the, he's a, he's a good one there. Yeah. Um, don't, don't go looking everyone. though. Don't I was go looking. Say, <laughs> that's sure, we won't be finding any if you keep on telling everyone about it. What are you doing? I'm sure everyone's gonna come hoarding round to uh, Loughborough now. Aren't they? <laughs> no more. Say no more. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a, it's a great album, and it, it kind of um, it takes. You can hear on the album that they, they're exploring even more of the 80s sound and chopping things up more. And then you've got collaborations with, like, obviously, Prince wrote I Feel For You. So, like, you know. Yeah, it that, kind of sets the whole thing up. It does, Again, though, it? that was, you know, Feel For You was released years before, much more of a, a like, a more organic sound. Mm. And again, she's bringing it into the 80s with yeah. a bit more edge. Um, but so we're going to focus on Eye to Eye because everyone knows I Feel For You. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we kind of we like exploring the lesser known maybe ones. I really like this track. Anyway, it's yeah. just the, it's got it's just got a nice chorus. It's good. It was written by brothers Dan Sembello, John Sembello, Michael Sembello, and Don Freeman. So you could have just said Dan, John, and Michael. No, Sembello. I wanted to highlight <laughs> Sembello. There's three of them in okay. there. Uh, some <laughs> talented family. And Don Freeman. <laughs> and Don, obviously, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Dominic, three. Three gifted writers in yeah, one family. That's their cool. handy, isn't it? Yeah. So Michael, just mm. as a frame of reference, also wrote the song Maniac from Flashdance. <gasps> oh, that's such a good song. <laughs> no, oh, me. Michael, you legend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So that, that gives you a bit of a taste of, uh, you know, the creative juices flowing in that family. Yeah. And in those four writers. Um, so, yeah, very cool. I also looked up, so the track, the episode we mentioned earlier about oh, disco yeah. Yeah, and, we and what morphing into... Um, uh, like 80s and stuff with earth wind and fire that was episode seven so when you finish listening to this go back and listen to that they connect quite nicely actually <laughs> they do. yeah unless you already have then thank you very much you are much appreciated well done yeah 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 um so i feel for you oh you've already said it was a cover of prince yeah of course i did jumped ahead of my notes 1979 oh, no, well, that was released then. yeah there you go um and that features stevie wonder on chromatic harmonica on the original yeah, i didn't know that that's fun fact. Oh, not on the original, sorry, on this one. Oh. <laughs> on, on this one, on the, the Shaka track Khan I Feel one. For You, Shaka Khan okay. features Stevie Wonder. Okay, cool. Um, so not but we're going to play one. Idol. <laughs> oh my God, this is getting confusing. <laughs> oh dear. So this is Eye to Eye by Shaka Khan. <laughs>
The no lack of a better word, just scrench face. You know, with those like mega vocals at the end, and then I turned around As and if looked you were at you. It, yeah. yeah, and you were doing the same thing. Yeah, would, like it's not I an would, attractive look what we were both doing just then. But I would love to like, join in oh. with her at the end there, but actually, I can't. Yeah. Oh. Just say, I'd rather just listen to her do it. She does it so well. Yeah, that's <clears> a really good track. That's a really good track. What a great voice. Yeah. Up there with Aretha and stuff for me. That's, mm, absolutely. Yeah. Which is actually what sort of. I suppose it was listening to these tracks and then being like, okay, what are the amazing female soul legends have they got in the catalogue? And yeah, you, well, you've gone good, digging, haven't good you? Good connection, yeah. That's what I was just going to say next, actually. But before we move on to that, um, I just wanted to point out, like, you can hear in that eye-to-eye track that, you know, there's the drums have now gone completely 
electronic, mm. whereas in the, the track before, they still sounded they're a bit still organic. a bit organic, mm. but you've got that synth bass coming in. Now it's all synth bass. We're synth, in the 80s fully. Electronic drums, <laughs> and you've got those synth, <laughs> classic 80s synth bells as well in yeah, the chorus. Yeah, that's quite a, yeah. Um, it's just full on, we're in the 80s. Um, we're so yeah, embracing cool. that. Yeah, so after discovering Shaka, a couple yeah. of cool Shaka Khan tracks in the, in the catalogue, we went digging for some more, see who else we could find. And I came across a Whitney Houston track Ooh. called All at Once, which I'm not that familiar with, actually. No, I, I wasn't either, actually. I don't, but it really fits in well with what we're doing here on this episode. It's so 80s sounding, yeah. like 80s R&B sound. Um, it's from her debut album, so you can hear like, where she started. And there's something about that. So it was released in 1985. The uh, lyrics were by Jeffrey Osborne and music by Michael Messer. Um, and uh, there's a little connection to that later, but we'll get oh, okay. to that in a bit. Um, Whitney was just 19 when she was discovered in a oh nightclub um, in eight, 1983 by Arista Records. Is, 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 Clive, <laughs> how are you supposed to say that? Records, Records is, is, I think you just say Arista Clive. Records, Clive Davies. Oh, Clive Davies, <laughs> why don't you just put it the other way? Clive Davis of Arista Records. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. That was better. The classic <laughs> Clive Davis. I'm sure you've all seen the documentary anyway. And uh, so he signed her immediately and helped navigate her from gospel to pop. This, I always could say helped me. or you could say... You know when someone's like know. spotted in a nightclub? Like, yeah. are they singing? Are they dancing? Is it just like, they have the look? Do you know what I mean? Because it's this, you hear this. This is like a recurring theme that happens throughout like musicians i don't know if you hear it so much anymore you people do. are spotted on tiktok now well like there's a is it but in our in our time i definitely our feel time, like we, yeah. the, the feed line was always Who sang spotted in a saturday night because she Gina was Jean. she was spotted in a nightclub in ibiza or something yeah did we watched that documentary yeah we did and like it's definitely a, and there was, the trend over there was to have dance moves yeah and so then they brought that over so it's, she was probably spotted because of her dancing i wonder what the Maybe. situation in with this like was whitney Heat singing or like she might have been. I can't. Um, I don't know if I actually came across that when I was reading it or not. So I won't want to have. So we don't guess. know. But she was just spotted. Yeah. Age nineteen. But she was. She'd been singing from a young age, so it's possible yeah. she might have been singing for something. Yeah. But um, she would have been twenty-two when yeah, her debut album <laughs> when her debut <laughs> album came out, um, following a couple of singles. Uh, oh well, maybe she was spotted because her mum, um, Sissy Houston. Yeah. It was quite a big deal anyway. Yeah, so she, she might was have already a been legend on his radar. vocal trainer and stuff like that, is it? Well, she, so she sang backup vocals for Elvis mm. Presley, Aretha Franklin. Oh, um, there you go. And, uh, uh, we, oh, hang on. Aretha. Well, uh, my notes are confusing <laughs> me here. <laughs> um, oh, Dionne Warwick was her niece. Um, uh, and that's also then Whitney Houston's cousin. Houston's is. Okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, well, anyway, yeah, she was well connected. That's, Plus, that's, she was a, a gospel legend on I her mean, own right. They're like legendary names you've just sort of laid out there. That's, yeah, so you might be keeping tracks on what her daughter might have to offer, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably would. Yeah. Um, but okay. either way, it, it led to her getting signed and being brought to the masses. Um, so, yeah, this is All At Once by Whitney Houston. took a moment and 
You know, that makes me think, so my cousins were both dancers. You're a dancer as well. And of that age, in that era, you know, when, you were, when we were youngsters, I used to go and see a lot of their shows. And, <laughs> and they used to have a section called Lyrical. And it was where they'd wear all these floaty dresses and stuff. Yeah. And it was a very particular style. <laughs> of song can, that you'd use, yeah. I can just picture it to that song. Another one they did it to was Nights in White Satin yeah, as well. I don't know. But this was, 
it's very it's very makes me it's think of like a little lyrical theater, dance isn't it it does feel quite music musical theater it's very optimistic and I yeah know, i don't know what it is stylistically all the key changes yeah. and the grandiose yeah i don't know what there's something about it isn't yeah, it yeah definitely like it could be from a musical theater piece now <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, nothing wrong with musical theater there is no, a little Love bit it. musical theater um so carrying that vibe along i um i didn't recognize the names of the writers so jeffrey osborne and michael messer so i had a little look into them mm. and uh, i managed to find that jeffrey osborne also wrote the song on the wings of love oh my on god the wings of i love. mean actually you can hear that that's Def- almost yeah. that that's a really similar I feel like Sound, he might have it? even written them in like the same kind of session or something. Or they're someone so was similar. like, we love this on the moves, on the Wings of Love song you've done. Can you do one like the same it sort could of be. Well, so he released feel. On the Wings of Love in 1982. So All at once it? was released in 1985. Yeah, so. I, reckon, I reckon that's a case of like, oh, we, this, we that song's this. massive. Can yeah, and someone's like, oh, we want a On the Wings of Love type. Yeah, maybe, feel. and we will never know. For Whitney's but. debut. Could you imagine? Yeah, I could imagine that. It might yeah. be that. I'm making it up. I'm like, <laughs> 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 I'm just guessing. Building your own story. Yeah, I'm just building my own story here but uh, uh, i couldn't find anything on whether that's oh. true but um yeah clearly you know he, he's good at writing a certain type of song isn't he it's that yeah well that's a that kind song. of i read somewhere someone had uh, quoted saying it's like unashamed optimism and vibrancy of the oh, 80s and i think that nice. kind of is what it that's is that's a so. lovely thing to be known for writing yeah yeah that's very cool and it feels that though doesn't it i, I don't know whether you'd get away with that level of positivity today maybe i don't know mm. but back then i think it felt right that seems that fits the world feels too gritty but then i mean the world's gritty in the 80s as well it's nice to have a little bit of optim- optimism i know I, I think you can still be optimistic today but the way in the package it's presented yeah. this is like so so optimistic yeah and i don't know lyrical yeah. It's yeah. so lyrical. You just see, <laughs> so you just see in your cousins dancing around. Because <laughs> the kids even do lyrical anymore. Yeah. Does anyone even know what I'm talking about out there right well, now? We 100 know what you're talking about. It's lyrical very specific. Is very much alive and kicking. <laughs> <laughs> um, the scene, the setting is kind of school gymnasium. Well, hall. to be fair, it is always like an emotional song that you do like a lyrical dance to. Yeah, because um, it's supposed to be emotional, yeah, exactly, isn't it? You've got so. to portray the emotion. Anyway, We're enough of the lyrical. Another tangent, right? Um, uh, a little factoid about Jeffrey Osborne as well. His dad clarence legs osborne no no idea why why the legs okay so it's not an official middle name that's that's (laughs) his kind of so it's in quotation marks okay that's just like a little moniker type thing known name his nickname (laughs) no idea what is going on with his legs but um he was a trumpeter who played with lionel hampton count basie duke ellington wow so that's pretty cool isn't it amazing then clearly yeah yeah He's, well, he should be. Being brought up around that, he should be amazing. And yeah. he's lived up to it. So um, let's oh, have a little listen to On the Wings of Love. Yeah, you so. can't mention that track and not have a little, <laughs> a little play of that. Get your optimism out. Yes. Take yourself back to the 80s and just feel super uplifted and unashamed to be positive. Yes. So this is On the Wings of Love by Jeffrey Osborne. Smile for me and let the day begin You are the sunshine that lights my heart within And I'm sure that you're an angel in disguise 
to hear like optimistic songs and I think again that's the thing that for me is like uh making it feel nostalgic of musical theatre because like they 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 use like a much broader range of notes whereas if you think of modern pop it's kind of it's so restricted isn't it well yeah there is that's an interesting connection so if you think about an artist today that's extremely popular like Drake you know the limit of notes like three three notes maybe but lots of repetition on those notes and combinations that's all over the place with loads of runs yeah which is more known in musical theater and 
yeah and, and then key, key changes, changes yeah exactly yeah so yeah. It's, it's interesting yeah yeah <laughs> just interesting it's really, i hope really you're good. able to listen to that with a, an 80s positivity rather than a 2023 <laughs> slightly too cool for school not allowing yourself to have fun kind of vibe you know <laughs> like you know you might want to say cheesy but no that, i don't think that's that's a horrible yeah. word for it it's just free just enjoy it yeah allow exactly. yourself to enjoy it um i know we're all a bit miserable these days but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice it's nice to just like yeah yeah let loose and it feels more like being be a kid uplifted. just yeah, like exactly. what you like but sometimes i feel like in this day and age you hold yourself back trying maybe. to be cool yeah. yeah i don't know why we do that no anymore. we're not interested in that no <laughs> we're not cool um so that brings us around to the last track before we get to that there so with the previous track i also that was jeffrey osborne the other writer michael messer i looked into him as oh, well okay so he was a stockbroker but quit to pursue music wow and did well oh, that's a, yeah that's a that's a risky move isn't it but well, also, listen, I think listen it's quite to this so he also co-wrote Touch Me in the Morning for Diana Ross. Ooh. Saving All My Love for You. Oh my gosh. And Didn't We Almost Have It All for Whitney. <gasps> wow. And Greatest Love of All, oh. also for Whitney, but originally recorded by George Benson. Oh, Michael Messer, you were wasted as stockbroker. Yeah, that was the right move. Wow. Amazing career what turn. What a legendary writer. They're amazing songs. So oh anyway, my that, gosh. that led me down a rabbit hole and I started looking. I found a, a track by George Benson which Ooh. I particularly love myself, uh, called Turn Your Love Around. Oh, yeah. That's and really it just really carried on this whole thing we've been setting up today with the 80s yeah. and R&B. And, it's a nice fit. Yeah. So it was released in 1981. Um, it was written by Bill Champlin from Chicago. Oh, my gosh. The band Chicago. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Just yeah the not city, from the place. Not just some guy from Chicago. <laughs> um, Steve Lukather, I think that's how you say his name, from Toto. Whoa. And Jay Graydon. And there was a little interesting story that uh, Graydon, Jay Graydon explains. So according to him, the idea for the song came to him while he was in the bathroom <laughs> okay. on the toilet. This is for Tony Love Around. Yeah. Okay, go on. On the toilet. <laughs> on the toilet. He's very graphic about it. Yeah, um, he's very open. Apparently, he'd been struggling to come up with anything with a looming deadline on the horizon because George Benson was coming to town to record oh something and he had nothing oh. uh, and then bang he says the chorus melody comes to him while on the bog wow that's amazing he, <laughs> he didn't say on the bog, bog. <laughs> no, that's, that's very british isn't yeah. that is uh but yeah it just hits him and then he's like i've oh, got to quickly sort myself out and get this recorded oh my god <laughs> i can't believe he went out that's great i like people being it's honest. funny though when, i mean a, a love song or whatever comes to you while you, you know, <laughs> yeah having time to well, yourself nature calls. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear where, you know, inspiration strikes. I was going to say, it normally happens in a dream for me. Uh, I don't know whether I've ever been struck with uh, inspiration while yeah. on the loo. I've, I've definitely, there's a song of ours called Home From Home, which I started singing a melody in the shower. Yeah, shower, yeah. Jumped out of the shower to quickly record well, this, to it. To be honest, there's good song. acoustics in, the in a bathroom normally. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's that was his like little good acoustic space. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm just too busy playing Sudoku in those moments. <laughs> <laughs> Need oh to allow my gosh. brain to think yeah, of melodies instead. Yeah. Who knows? Might mm. come up with a turn your love around. Mm. Anyway, so that will be the last track. Um, we are Adam and Paula from the Dayton Club and you've been listening to the Wise Choice podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>
If you enjoyed our show, you might also like Composing Myself. It's another wise music podcast which features interviews with composers and writers getting into the nitty gritty about how they write and their process behind it all. You can find links to it in our podcast or just search for Composing Myself on your platform of choice.